Good morning. Welcome to the uh, Sunday morning services. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND. This is live. We can take your uh, question or comment as it is happening. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And put your name in town, name in town, name in town, name in town, your emails. What? Oh, why are you doing that to me then? My producer giving me be quiet signs. Do, do we have any emails from last week? No. Oh, we had some that I wanted to read. What happened with those? I, I printed something out for you, but I think that was for the, the radio show. It wasn't for us. Oh, we we'll have to get some more white people to work for me. <laughs> Every time we get rid of the blacks and replace them with whites, we do better. <laughs> but he's a good one, though. He's half white and black. He's Barack Obama. <laughs> do you identify with your white side or your black side? I don't know. You don't? Your black side? You got rid of your white side? Yeah. Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to make all his money, and I just. <laughs> the white side wanted to make money and be business like and take care of business. You say, no, I'm going to the black side. I'm eating that. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, any questions about last week thing or any, anybody thought about last week meeting? Any questions on it? No. Anybody had a life last week? No. <laughs> you had a life? Yeah, well, yes, more or less. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, uh, there was a co-worker of mine. He works as a, basically a programmer. He a, on his break, he talk, uh, talked to a couple, uh, said that he had what he called a, uh, certain problems um, uh, of a schizophrenic nature. So I explained to him how to do the meditation exercise. And it, him, it worked for him. Yeah, oh good. Yeah. I noticed that not all, not all, but most people who have anger are crazy. Have you noticed that? Angry people are crazy people? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that is a fruitcake. And that's why you gotta overcome your anger. You gotta overcome anger. Um, it's sick too. It's sick. I mean, even if. Who's this Tiffany? All in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Could have come around that way. I know, but I was going to sit over there, but then I saw her sit. Oh, I see. Uh, well, I'm glad you're here. Um, Sorry. Let me ask. Um, I don't want to just come every Sunday and preach at you and just teach you that I'm, I'm getting smarter while you get dumber. <laughs> I want to know that you're waking up and that you're being helped because anybody can go to church and the preacher just, you know, preach the Bible to you and you go amen and you walk out and you're defeated by the world around you. And so I don't want, and it's so easy for that to happen if I were, would, uh, were to allow it to happen. And so that's why I have to pause sometimes, pause sometimes, and get some feedback to make sure that this is helping you at all, right? Yes, ma'am. Are you being helped by this? Yeah, I'm starting to wake up to helping my ch to not helping my children every five minutes. To not helping <laughs> your children. It's exhausting. <laughs> it never ends, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's finally after like, did you say 50 years? I started to realize, just let them be. They'll figure it out, you know. Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know. You're all adults right now. All anyway. adults. And I'm, I want to live my life, you know. It's yeah. like if yeah, I don't I do it, they just come, to come back, come back, come back for something, you know. And it's hard to let go and let them suffer. No, you just feel like you can help. You want to help if you can. You know, you have this thing where you want to. But help. you had 18 years to help. After that, it looked like they should help themselves. Well, I mean, you're always a mother. You just, I call my mother for support sometimes, you know, different things. But it's, it's the maturity that, it's an emotional maturity when you want to do things for yourself. You don't want other people to help you. And it's important to let them get to that point. So yeah. I've been helped in that way. 
Um, a lot of, so did you put your son out there? Well, he already, already made the rules for him. He's supposed to leave at the end of July. I gave him rules. No, 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 no. no. That's too far away. No, no, well, whatever. I, I, we already had this agreement, though. You know, I had, oh. he has these things he has to do, all, you know. He has to pay this much rent, and I have on the list. This oh, you're making him pay right now? Yeah, and you have to leave at the end of July. So that's the contract already. So yeah. I'm not changing stuff, but I just said that. So have you, like, backed off? And let your husband handle it? Yeah, that's right. You haven't let go yet? Yeah. I mean, it's still a little bit hard sometimes, you know, but I still, I don't feel as much pain about it, and I, I can just let him deal with it, you know? You can do I just feel like the kids just need to let it, let me alone. And they're not kids. Grow up. Well, they're acting like kids when they do that. You know? Right, but they've been trained to be that way. Exactly, I agree. So I just feel like I just want to live my life. You go live yours, you grow. So why not, whenever they come to you, you just say, I don't want anything to do with you. Go to your father. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much getting to that part. It is? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like being bothered, really. It's like, grow up. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know what you mean, even though I'm laughing about it, because sometimes I have to take strong action with some of the guys that live in the home. Mm -hmm. and like you get to a point where you have to say, you know what? You got until next month to be out of here. Mm -hmm. And then they look so pitiful when you want to put them out. <laughs> they're like, oh. <laughs> look like they're going to die. And, and if you fall for that, you won't be able to help them. But if you just realize they got to go and they get better. They struggle, they do get better. Yeah. And I, I really also I look at people, kid, women younger than me doing that to their children. And I can see that how it's devastating. It's going to devastate their children and their lives. And yeah. how every time we do things for our Kids, we always it always makes them worse. Yeah. It doesn't make them better. That's right. Yeah. It's still a hard thing though for a woman though. I mean, it's just a hard thing. Because women think that they're God. Is that what it is? Yeah. Women think that. Look, he's frowning already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most people think they're God. So what's the difference with women? I mean, we had. But we women are God makers. Yeah, we did have these. Yeah. There is some chemical that does bond us. Spirit. There is really a not chemical spirit. Well, but there also is a chemical. They said that when you born, like if your child is ugly, I don't know what you still love your child. There is like never love an ugly child. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I mean, there is a chemical process too. I don't know it's all spiritual, but you know, because men obviously don't have that part. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Now, it may be a chemical thing. They, they I, have I don't a know, but like I think it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. I think more of that than it is chemical. Okay. Because if it was chemical, the man would have it too with his kids. Well, he doesn't because have it. Because it's his baby, by the way. But he doesn't. All she's doing is holding on to it for a few days. It's his baby? Yeah. Well, why isn't it All she's doing is holding it in the box for nine months. Well, why isn't it both their babies? Well, it's his baby... It's her baby, too, by his permission. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, but if, he, if she didn't say, I'm, I'll carry it, then he wouldn't, there's permission there, too. No, if he didn't say, I'd give it, she wouldn't what? carry it. Right. right and she has to carry it. But in other words, right it down. takes two, though. But it takes two, right? I can't hear you, though. That's right. Either way, it's happening. They don't realize that. But either way, it's half an equation. Right. He can yeah. get his permission, yeah. but she doesn't Have, yeah. It doesn't get there. Yeah. But speaking of young mothers, I feel sorry for these kids with young mothers nowadays. I mean, I just don't know what's going to happen to that generation of kids that are coming up. Because young mothers don't have any sense of motherhood at all. It's all about fashion and spinning and pretending. And there's no like. It's like they don't have any sense of what it is to be a mother at all now. That's what I tell my husband. I said, you have to be careful. Like, you don't drive down the street honking at somebody. I said, there's a lot of kids, just young kids, that have had their way with their parents all their lives. And they're, they're just prone to be violent, you know, yeah. and not even think about it. So as this is the generation that's coming up. Yeah. So you don't know these people overreact on you yeah. in a minute. You have to be, be very careful. The devil is having his way. All right. But let me ask, why don't you, have you overcome your anger yet? Are you over that yet? Because that's what keeps you connected in the wrong way. 
Well, I don't know. I haven't been able to see what I'm angry about if I'm still you, Do you still have it, or is it gone? I don't see any. You don't see it? So is it gone? I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> you don't see what? I don't see any anger, so I would say it's gone, but... But you're not sure? I'm not totally sure. Wayne, make sure you test her this evening to see. You test me all the time. She's getting better. She's getting better. She's getting better. It's tough, bro. It's oh, tough. Yeah. No, it's tough, all right. But if you want to be. One of us is meditating, one of us doesn't. Go ahead. Uh, so one of us is working. You know? <laughs> that's the key is to overcome that anger. Once you overcome that, then you can disconnect from your kids in the right way. You know, it wouldn't be hard to just. Do what you got to do and not be emotionally I attacked. see so much better. I mean, yeah. I, I think I'm so much better in terms of that. But yeah. I don't know. As a woman, if you totally disconnect, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Women can totally disconnect if they overcome that ego. Mm -hmm. Because it's the ego that causes them to think that adult kids, adults still need them. So that's being born again, basically. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm not there, though. Right. So well, we, does that mean I don't have anger? I still have anger if I'm not born? Well, one thing for sure that you cannot be of God and have anger. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. And because, you know, the anger is the nature of the devil. So you cannot have that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, the problem is, too, is that a lot of folks have been deceived about spirituality. They have been guided toward religion rather than spirituality. And God said that we should be of the spirit. Worship him in spirit and in truth. He didn't say worship him, worship him in religion, you know, in Baptist or non-denomination or this or that. In spirit, and most people don't know how to bring you to that spiritual birth so you can go free and act and do the things that God would have you to do. And that's the problem. It's the same way that I was talking about last Sunday when I said that black Americans and white people were deceived about the black founding fathers of this country. They deliberately left them out of the history books so that they can deceive the population. If you don't know the history, you just assume other things. And so the churches have done the same thing. Churches, and I've had so many of these folks on my radio show, they absolutely don't believe that you can have peace and believe in God. They don't believe that you can be perfect and believe in, when you believe in God. And they'll fight against it. We had a guy on uh, with the Bible go-to guy. He called in on a Friday. And he did not, he, every time the Bible go-to guy tried to show him that we're supposed to be perfected if we are born again of God, he was like trying to say, no, here's a scripture that says, no, you can't do that. And I'm thinking, why would anybody try to <laughs> prove that you can't be perfect with God? It's like they don't want they don't want to even believe that you can be. They want and the Bible says all who sin are slaves. I've never seen a, a, a person who sinned that is a free person. We have any people here who sin. Nobody. <laughs> Everybody sin? Yeah. Do you sin? No, no. no. Hmm? Do you see it? No, no, no. You don't see it. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> do, you do sin. I sin a lot. And aren't you a slave to that sin? Hold on, guys. You are a slave to that sin, right? Well, there are preachers who will come along and tell you that that's normal. You can't be perfect until you die and go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Then Christ is a liar. Christ will lie to us then if that's the case. I have a point. Um, I think a lot what's happening, too, in our society now, um, what's happening with politics and everything, they're perverting our churches. Yes. And they're changing our minds. Yeah. These, that, I mean, like, they, they come in and make things sound great and everything, and then they, they're infiltrating through our churches. Yes. And they're perverting. This is why, see, this, and I'm kind of okay with the church thing now because I understand that we are the church. Our bodies are the temple of the Lord. And it's there that we should worship him and respect him, not that building. And I just think too much emphasis has been put on preachers and church buildings. And so now everybody are going there to look for the answers, and the answers are not there. The answers are with us. And I think that, I believe and I know that if we could get men to turn back to God and love God, and then get married, and their wives love their husbands, as the man loves Christ, the kids are going to love the mother who loves the father, 
we won't need the church and then this thing won't be, the churches can't deceive us. We have put the church on a pedestal and now they are out of control because it's really not the church, it's us. It's in, our, it's in us. Everything we want, everything we're looking for, everything we are is right with us, not in the church building. I don't think, maybe in some cases, and I'll ask the Bible, go to God on Friday, but I don't even think Christ liked the church too much. He called the people liars and bag of bones, and you, you take the truth and you deceive the people with the truth, you use it for your own personal gain. It was in the fathers, it was in the men that we're supposed to lead the right way. Am I wrong about that? So we got to, yeah, and we got to stop thinking that the church is the answer. Uh, we found, uh, we can find a little decent church, that's nice. But it, the church is not the answer. Outside of you is not the answer to anything. You shouldn't look for love on the outside. You shouldn't look for money on the outside. You shouldn't look for anything. Everything is within. And if you can go within and live from there, the kingdom of heaven will be yours. I don't know anybody who is looking for answers on the outside and they are happy with themselves. It's not on the outside. It's not in the churches, folks. These preachers are some of the worst. I saw T.D. Jakes on, uh, he was at a... Uh, they had this uh, Essence Music Award or something like that yeah, 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 yeah. In, in New Orleans. And T.D. Jakes was there. Looking like a, just a, 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 a pimp or something, you know? <laughs> a preacher pimp. And, and they interviewed him, uh, and the lady like, oh, I see you're here having fun. Reverend, whatever, uh, Bishop. And then, yeah, they got all these fancy names now. Doctor, Bishop, Reverend, Teacher, Holy One. And they're of the devil. And so it's in us. It's not in the church. It's in us. You don't have to look to the church anymore. Really, it's inside of us. Yes, sir. So what you were talking about earlier about <clears throat> coming into completion with God, I believe that the proof of that is Enoch, Elijah, and Noah, where Noah walked with God, and because he was a righteous man, that God spared him and his family. And Enoch lived to 365, and God took him where he never tasted death. So yeah. That says a lot. It does. It really does. And the beauty about this, you can have a change in your life just like that. It doesn't take but a second. It doesn't take but a twinkling of an eye. But you've been so dumbed down and deceived and brainwashed and taught to look outside for the answer that it's taken forever to find something that's already with you. Isn't that amazing? It's already there, but you got to, you got to, uh, I read something this morning, I'll share with you in a minute about this. People who are learned people, the intellectual, the ones that are so bright and smart, God has hidden this away from them. They can't even find, they don't understand what we're talking about here. So you can't rely on them. And these preachers, for example, everybody and their mama go to church now. I mean, go to a preacher school to learn how to be a preacher. How dumb can you get? God created all. God is pretty smart. God called you to be a preacher, but you got to go to school and get a degree to learn how to be a preacher. And everybody thinks that just fine. We used to know that there was something wrong with that. We used to know that. I remember growing up, it was unheard of, heard of that you have to go to school to learn how to be a, a preacher. It's, it's, I'm telling you, you've been brainwashed away from all common sense. Yes, ma'am. Oh, hi, um, Reverend Jesse. I think we have to be careful with terminology um, because I'm a, uh, my profession, I'm an interpreter, so words are really important to me. And yes. I think you need to distinguish between congregation and the church. Jesus said the church, you know, was the, was the vehicle he would use to clean this thing up that we call earth. So, right. um, the church, the family of God, the worldwide body of anybody who's accepted Christ, is his vehicle. So we can't discount the church on account of several congregations. There are congregations, the mega churches that might be failing, but the church, he says, the gates of hell won't prevail against my church. Right. And I'm gonna Amen. build, I'm gonna fix this thing through my church. Right. So there's a difference between I love what you're saying. And the church, there's a difference. I love what you're saying and all kind of lights are popping on as you're speaking. It's interesting, I had a conversation and then 
I want, I want to ask somebody to respond to what you just said. Everybody heard what she just said, right? Did you hear it? Okay. Don't forget what she said. I want to just make another point. I was... Uh, should I say... You don't know this person. And you don't know the person that's watching that means Not the cameraman, but the person on the, ca- the people watching. The cameraman like me. <laughs> I had someone call me in my family the other day and said, see, we're going to be having a family, I mean, uh, a bond reunion on October, in October, right? You guys know about the celebration, right? So don't be, my family, I have family members coming in from out of town. Don't be looking at my family member funny. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to figure out that's the one you were talking about. (laughs) But I had a family member call me up the other day and happened to be a a woman. And she said to me, well, you got to, when you come home this summer, uh, you got to get with us because uh, uh, I realized that we are, we are messed up. I took my husband to counseling the other day, and I had listed all of these things that he's been doing. I listed everything, and I get into the counseling session, and everything I brought up, he denied it, and it just heat me off. He denied everything, and this counseling person wasn't able to help us because uh, he just denied everything, and so you got to come and help us. I said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you when I get there. I said, but I can help you right now. <laughs> I said, you know what? It's not your husband. It's you. I said, you're the one that's evil. You're the one that's angry. And, and all you, t- instead of looking at yourself, because the answer is within you, for the last 25 to 30 years, You've been looking at your husband and blaming your husband. I said, yes, your husband has problems, but your husband is not your problem. Your anger, your hatred, your, the devil inside of you is your problem. I said, you're of your father, the devil. And she said, well, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Uh, my Bible tells me, my Bible tell me uh, I'm not of the devil. I can rebuke him. I said, yes, you can, but your Bible also says you got to overcome him first. How are you going to rebuke the devil if your nature is the same as the devil? I said, you are of the devil, so you don't have the power to rebuke that. And she, she said, well, you're right about some of that, but I'm not going to accept that I'm of the devil. I said, are you of good? And she's like, yeah, I'm of good. I said, so if you're of good, why do you hate your husband so much? Why are your eyes so focused on him instead of yourself? Why can't you overcome your anger so that you can show your husband love? You don't have love in you. You're evil. You're of the devil. I kept telling because I knew I would get a reaction. You're of your father, the devil. And then she said, I knew I shouldn't have called you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew if I, if I didn't want to hear the truth, I should not have called you. I said, well, that's just a fact, and I want to see you free. And the reality is you've been taught all of these scriptures, and you quote scriptures, but your heart is far away from it. You know, you can rebuke the devil until the cow come home, but until you overcome the devil, the devil is laughing at you. You have no power. And that's what has happened, and, and it's kind of related to what you're saying, that the church, the church this and the church that. A lot of people don't know he's just not talking about a building church. He's talking about us. We're the church. We're the one that he's building his foundation on. We're the one that he's working through to get the job done. These old sorry preachers ain't going to do nothing. They, these old sorry preachers are of the devil. They don't stand up for They are even allowing their wife to take over the church. And any man that allows his wife to run his home, to take over his school, to take over his church, is not of God. He's an idiot. He's a weak, whole, pitiful, <laughs> whole excuse of a man. I'm telling you, because he's not, he's not of his father God. Because that's, the power is in us, 
And it's not an ego thing. Women love men who love what's right. They really, really do. They'll give you hell along the way. <laughs> but they love you when you're patient, when you don't cheat on them, when you're honest with them, when you, you know, you, you're that living example as Christ was for us. Women love people like that. A woman, don't, a, a woman doesn't love a man who's going to let her become the preacher. Why would anybody want to be married to a preacher woman anyhow? <laughs> it's like two men living together. You know, it just, but the spirit, we've been deceived. You've absolutely been deceived. And, uh, and, and Satan has happened. So you can quote the scriptures and rebuke the devil until the cows come home. He just said, okay, fine, I'll rebuke. <laughs> no problem. I got my own child trying to rebuke me. You got to be born again. You need, a, you need a new nature in order to do that. You just can't read the Bible and do it. Do you disagree with that? About which part? That you have to be born again in I order. I don't disagree at all. Oh, okay. Um, I want to go back to what you said about the church thing. You remember what she said? Yes. What did she say? Because it's a good, good statement and a good question. I want to deal with it. She said the church is those who believe and practice. The congregation? Yes, the individuals. Uh, are you, you're saying the congregation is the church order? Well, or the congregation is the problem? Oh, I'm saying that there's a difference between the worldwide church of God being a screw-up, messing up, and not doing the Great Commission, and individual congregations. Individual congregations are, are making mistakes. With the, that have pastors, you know, right. the mega churches, a lot of them don't stand for anything. Right. Th those are the ones who are making mistakes. But, you know, be careful with the whole blanket term of the church because Jesus said that the church is the one I'm going to use. I mean, he, we are the eyes and the ears, the individuals. Is he talking about the building or the, or In the, the individuals? Not, not the brick and mortar. That's oh, okay. where they, a lot of people right. congregate. That's where they, they'll forsake the assembly. That's where they get together. But you're right, we are the individuals. Right. But to just, it, I mean, that word is really the ecclesia in Greek, you know, the ecclesia, the church. It's, it's something, if we don't use it in the right way, people will be confused. I don't know about no ecclesia. <laughs> you know, you know, the, you know, That's a white word. The called out ones. The called out ones. <laughs> yeah, you know anything about ecclesia? <laughs> Ecclesia. 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 Um, so if individual congregations are screwing up, the preachers don't stand for anything. That's right. one thing. But the church, you know. The called out ones. The called out ones. Everybody who names the name of Christ, who's accepted Christ and says, I'm going to give my life to you and I'm going to fulfill the Great Commission. We are the only agency on earth that fights against evil. So God needs us. The Holy Spirit Oh, uh, Let me just us. say this. You know. Most people. Yes. Not all, not all, not all, not all. <laughs> 99.999, but not all. Yes. But most people who call out the name of God are not of God. Amen. Yeah. Most people, and I wish I could say that's not true, but it's not true. 99 point, and they'll call out, and they go up front, and they accept him as Lord and Savior, nothing changed. Yes. And they call out his name, like, like this family member of mine. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm like, Girl, go sit down <laughs> with your mean self. Yes. You're not rebuking anything. Yes. You know? And even scripture tells us, you know, even within the whole the whole congregation, God always has a remnant yes. of those who are doing the right thing. Only a handful. Yeah. Few and far. That's right. And that's sad. Though. That's sad, yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. It could be more than a few. But most of people have been so dumbed down and demoralized, they don't even know that they are dumbed down and demoralized. And that's the problem. That's that's right. Let me ask. Do you, you're a Christian, right? Yes, sir. You're a Christian. Do you have peace? Absolutely. You have peace. Mm -hmm. Good. And tell people what what does it feel like? What is the peace that you have? It's just um, it's calm. It's it's an assurance. It's contentment. You know that 
I can't be swayed by anything, but by what I say. And how do you get this peace? Through, through, I mean, the, letting the Holy Spirit work in me. Um, just giving Him my issues and and saying, you know, I, I can, like, just coming to the conclusion that Joseph did, that you meant it for evil, but God made it good. You know, anything that happens, I just don't regard it. It's not on my mind. My eyes on a higher, higher mm. calling and a higher prize, and that's why whatever happens, I mean, politics and things like that, things that are going on in the world, they don't sway me because yeah. it has nothing to do with where I'm going. And most people don't have that peace. Yeah. And, they, and they name and claim God, mm -hmm. but they don't have that peace. Do you have that peace, sir? At times I do, at times I don't, but what I wanted to Let say... Let me ask, why not? You believe in God? I believe in God. Why don't you have it all the time? Well, because the flesh is contrary to the spirit and we're in a daily battle and the mind is the battlefield, so at times we catch ourselves, as Saul said, who was Paul, that he desires to be good, but yet at times we find ourselves, it, it can be in that split moment where something happens. If anybody's ever honest here, you've been on the freeway and somebody cuts you off or something happens in the freeway, we all know that the flesh comes out and it could be for that split second. I mean, that's the human part of it. So did... Um did, um, did, is there anywhere in the scriptures where it said that Christ had peace at times and at times he didn't have it? It would go and, go and come, well, like on the freeway he would lose it. Well, there was, there, was a time where, there was a time where Christ, when they were having a swap in Father's house and he broke out and he flipped over the tables and he was angry and he called him a den of thieves. Now, what I wanted to say about what you No, but hold on a minute. Well, no, hold on. No, just, I'll thing. let you get to that. I, this is no, more... separate. I know, I know. I'll, I'll let you make that point. Hold, hold on a minute. Seven churches. I'm going to let you make that point. But this point is more important. Because a lot of people believe that you can believe in God and then have peace at times and lose it and goes and come. And I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. Is it, who taught you or who told you that once you believe in God, you're of the flesh and it, you still could go in and out of that thing? You can have it and not have it. Where did you get that idea from? I believe in the everyday experience of life at times where I desire to be at peace with all things because I've already encountered enough tribulation. Right. So I try to keep myself in the frame of mind because me, I can go from zero to murder in seconds because of my violent life. Right. Because of my extreme violence. I mean, that's what caused me to lose my eye. That's what caused me to shoot my father-in-law in broad daylight in Redondo Beach in front of 100 people. My whole life has been from street gangs to motorcycle gangs to violence to, you know, right. you name it. The drugs, hallucinogenics, everything. To riding with the Mongols, motorcycle gang. So you still, them. even today, in well, believing in Christ. There's a struggle and there's a transition like the potter's wheel. When you have the potter's wheel, you're taking form. And God, is, as you're walking through life, is teaching you. He's taking you from glory to glory. And as you go from milk, then you go to bread, then you go to meat. Then you become a full-on professor. Let me ask you this, evangelist sir. Or a preacher. Let me ask you this. Where did you get that from? Scripture. What you're saying now. Scripture. And so when God, when the Bible says that you can change at the twinkling of an eye, what does that mean to you? Well, I believe that when he takes us, it'll be in a twinkling of an eye. Oh, when you don't believe us, that? It'll be in a twinkling eye. That's you mean like when you said. die? He says that when the rapture comes, it says the trumpets will sound with the voice of an archangel. The dead in Christ will rise first. By no means will the preceding, by the living precede the dead. Then we who are alive on the earth shall be caught up in the clouds with the earth forevermore. So you waited That's for that. Rapture. Well, I, I believe that there might, some people, pastors argue over a pre-rapture. Some people argue about a mid-tribulation. Because of time, let me ask, do you still have the anger? You have some anger there still. I desire, like Paul says in theologians and in his books. Do you still have the anger? be good, and I try to keep myself in the moment of being obedient to God because right. he desires obedience above all things. Right. And I desire to be in obedience, and I know obedience is in the book of Galatians, where patience and not being of raft. Do you still have the anger? I keep it subsided, and I try not to do it, but I mean, at times, like I said, if I'm on the freeway, like I was on the freeway, and a guy, I had a guy almost 
take me out with his car. We just swung all the way across, going like about 80. At that moment, it is a human reflex that you're going to get mad. And so, if anybody that says they haven't done that, is not being honest in the house of God. Okay, but hold on, guys, hold on. Let me just ask, do you still, so you still, even though you believe in God, you still have anger? I struggle. So you still have anger? Well, I can have it, yes. You do? Yes. Okay. Well, that's where the problem is. God wants you to, he wants you to overcome that anger fully. Oh, I know that. And not have it at all. And because that anger is the nature of the devil. It is his identity that has made a home inside of you. And as long as you have that anger, that nature, that identity, you're never going to enter into this peaceful place within because good and evil cannot dwell in the same place. And so, I, say, I, and so I, I am pushing towards that, but... But it's easy to overcome it. Yeah, who, I mean, what are you, who are you angry at? If I told him my story, you'd write a book on it. But a long story short, are you angry at yourself? Who are you angry at? Should I tell Sure. I wasn't raised in a normal family like some people. I was raised in institutions, foster homes. My mother took me to my aunt's house when I was an infant. Said she'd be right back for me. <clears throat> Didn't come back for me. From there, I became a street gang member, extremely violent. Had my eye knocked out at 17. Went from street gangs to the Mongol motorcycle gang. Right, you just told me all that, but who are you angry at today? I just said when my mother left me off, and, oh. there, and then I went from foster home to foster home to institution. So you're angry at your mother? I went, and see, this will take long. I went no. to my mom. I went to my mom, and because my ex had took me to a psychiatrist and uh, anger management classes, and they said I was a post-traumatic stress survivor after the psychiatrist finished me, he says, this stems from your childhood, from what you've gone through, right. you've experienced too much too soon. So have you forgive? You, so why don't you forgive your mother? Is she I, still living? So you're not, you're not even finished. This I know, but I don't have a lot of time for you to go through the whole story. I have gone, the psychiatrist says, you need to go to your mom, because this is the root of where it started. So I went to visit my mom, and I had told her, Anything that I have done to hurt you, to wound you, to make you cry, please forgive me. I, I'm sorry and I love you. And anything that you have done to me, to hurt me or to wound me, I love you and I forgive you. And she got up and slammed the door and walked in. Two weeks later, she called me on the phone and she was pouring her heart out. I love you. I'm sorry. And it's almost as if I could feel the chain break. Yeah. And because I was in bondage to that. Now, it doesn't mean I've perfected or have gotten rid of the violence totally, but I'm not going out hurting, shooting nobody. I got rid of my weapons. Right. And How about your I, dad? This How, is my weapon. Have you forgiven your dad? My father, I never knew him. Oh. I, my father was in and out of prison, and family was scared of him because he was affiliated with very dark people. Can and you, I never knew my father. I've seen him two times in my life. Do, you, do your mother know who he is? Do your mother know who he is? My mother was terrified of him. Does she know? I mean, but she know who he is, right? He's still alive. He died about... Oh, he's dead. He died about maybe 18 years ago. So what, what is it like not knowing your father? What does it feel like today not knowing your father? The only father I had was my uncle. My Aunt Rachel's husband was the only father that was... A, when I was out of institutions or... I mean, even in the nut house. They put me in the nut house, child psychiatric unit when I was a child. Right. And uh, so, uh, like I said, if you heard the intensity of my story, you'd write a book on it. Because but what does it feel like growing up without knowing your father? Um, How does that feel on the inside? I don't, I can't answer that because I don't know what it is to have a real father. Mm. I don't know. And I'm too old to start taking on a dad. Now, my father is who directs me in here. This is my father. He is a father of the orphans. Mm. It is his word that of the widows and the orphans, he is my father, and he um, will correct me. So you, you don't know what it feels like to have a father. How can I when I never knew one? Yeah. I didn't live the normal life. Right, most of us don't. So you know, I, not, I know you had it rough, but most of us, I mean, I probably can't find anybody in this room who lived a normal life, to be honest. 
because of that breakdown of the family like that. Yeah. And, and so most people don't. What I would, because I got to move on, what I would suggest is that you um, calm down enough so you can see that this emptiness that you still experience at times is a, is a uh, lack of not having a father's love. And that's why that anger is still there because if you don't love your father, this is for anybody, any color, male and female, if you don't love your father, whether he's a bad man or a good man, you can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can um, hoop and holler and carry on. But if you don't forgive your father, that emptiness is still going to be there. And when you get on the freeway, that's what's going to make you go off. And well, then you. And then, never to my father because I never knew him. It was towards my mother. Yeah, but there's still. I never knew my father. How could I hate him? But still, there's a, a, a spiritual longing. For the father. It's like the absence of the father is no, not there. I'm in women. That's why Matt knows I went from woman to woman, woman to woman, married three times, countless women, and then my motorcycles, my Harleys, my trucks, right. my vans. I put it in material things, and I put it, I try to find it in women, and ended up hating the women yeah. because I saw my mother, and I resented my mother. Yeah. And I had not been de delivered. The wounds were still open and festered like a scab. The littlest bump would knock the scab off. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you know reading the Bible and believing what you believe has contained you for a while. But there's something even greater than that. And so, if you, uh, I have a little prayer uh, thing I like a CD I would give you before you leave, and I want you to start using that so you can calm down even more, so so that truth can catch up with you and change your heart. All right, make sure I give you get a copy of that before you leave today. Because you're on the right track. And that's why I'm not like, I don't like the churches, but I'm not totally against them. You're corrupt. Because it's better to have, you know, a little piece of a Christian. Because <laughs> religion does contain people for a while, you know. Otherwise, they all be out of control. So I'm okay with it for a while because it contains you, you know, a little bit. But there's something beyond that. And I don't want you to stop at just that. So make sure you get a... a We'll this, give it a copy of it. This has actually kept me alive, throwing myself right. in mercy. Cause and I'm glad about that. It was yeah. an open contract on my head. Yeah. Well, I'm glad about that. God that, that took that off. It took 14 years, and I acknowledge that it was God, because 2 times 7 is 14. I knew that it was God's mercy on my life. Well, there's much more for you, all right? And uh, just get a copy of my prayer CD oh. before you leave, and give it a try. Let me know what you think about it. All right. I, I like your sermons, and I, I think I think yeah. you're right on. I've seen a lot of. I've been to different churches, Calvary, Victory Outreach, and I've seen a lot of hypocrisy, and I've yep. seen a lot of them tickling the ears of the congregation, yeah, and, and, and perverting God's word when they say that you give your tithes. It's like they're fleecing the flock. Yeah, I got to move on now. Okay, sorry. Of, That's why I said I, I didn't want to open that up. No, no, no. I'm glad you. Hours out here, baby. <laughs> I'm glad you express yourself. No. Yes, sir. Yeah. About your sermon of being perfect uh, last week, about being perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Yes. Yes. I wasn't, I wasn't there, uh, there at that sermon. However, I understand what the, uh, what the true root, or root of our imperfection may very well be. It's our anger. It seems like we, uh, we fall into anger every time we, make, uh, we feel we can make a decision. When you say we, you're talking about yourself? Yes. Yeah. Every uh, time a person like me can make them, uh, can feel they can uh, cha and change things on their own. When, when in fact, it, it shows just how impotent we are. Yes, sir. And Absolutely. the worst thing, uh, what motivates us, uh, motivates us to change, it seems like we try to prove ourselves to everyone or everything around us. Yeah. Because, that, uh, because to them, that's the only love we, uh, love we ever know. Uh, know. But even if we did, that, um, that love is only temporary. And then we go around trying to prove ourselves again and again. What a life to live, huh? I, yes. I love what this man's saying. Yeah. He's right on the button. Yeah, that's a hard way to live. I love what he's saying. Really hard. Yeah, so, All in the name of Jesus. Yes. And, and so in the end, uh, so in the end we develop, and we always fall into anger, which is always Satan's trap. Uh, uh, trap. He, so have you overcome your anger? don't know if I did. I well, that mean no, boy. Huh? That mean no. Because when you overcome anger, you will know it. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I would ne- I, uh, if I did uh, overcome it, I probably would realize it. Right now, I'm on. Uh, I may be on uh, in a crossroads of a journey. Yeah, you know the problem with uh, as I was listening to you speak. The problem with uh, the churches too is that they have the knowledge of good and evil. They have both good and evil. The knowledge of it, and that's another thing that locks people into a false sense of salvation. The worst thing. Well, not the worst. Well, maybe it is the worst. Wouldn't this be in the worst category, Patrick? The worst thing that can happen to you is for someone to teach you about good, the knowledge of good and evil. Because all it does is puff up your ego. It does nothing for your soul. It doesn't. It just makes you think you know the truth. Now you know wrong and you know right. And in your ego state, you go around measuring both. Because you know the Bible, you say this is good. And because you know evil, you say this is evil. And so you are playing God and don't even realize that you're playing God with the knowledge of good and evil. You're supposed to discover the knowledge of good and of evil. You discover it. God allows you to see. He allows you to see it, but this knowledge is in the way. And people can quote, like for example, what Raymond just did. He, everything he just said was true, but it's all the knowledge of good. And so that's why he can't overcome the anger because the knowledge of good has taken the place of goodness itself. Any, and most people go around making decisions all the time about what's right and what's wrong, what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad. And, and as long as you're doing that, you never, ever, 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 ever will know God. You're not going to know God because you are God. Adam had, when he bit off the lie from Eve, he became aware of the knowledge of good and evil. So he lost that that one mind with God. We should have a God conscious. And so things are discovered, not already pre-learned. And that's the problem. Everything is pre-learned. You cannot live in the moment with God and discover as you move forward. That has been taken away from you with so much knowledge. And that's what happened to a lot of these preachers when they go to preacher school, is that they gather all this knowledge and they come back and just share it on you preaching the Bible, giving you all the knowledge of good, and you go, amen, and then you go out and screw up your kid's life. You mess up your relationships. You make bad decisions because now everything is measured about what you have learned and not what you're discovering. Anybody disagree with that? No. No? No. Are you guys mad at each other? No. Y'all sitting so far away. (laughs) I'm sorry? Oh, <laughs> when they first fall in love, they all. <laughs> then next Sunday, they over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Just want to. Is this making sense a little bit? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Want to follow that up? I, the knowledge of good helped make me angry. Yeah. Now I was already angry, but it just intensified my anger because I already thought I knew. I was taught such and such, and I really thought I had it. Yeah. And it made me uncorrectable in a way. That's right. People would try to give me good correction later, and I already thought I knew what I was talking about. Yes, sir. Some of the worst folks walking this earth. Not all, but some. <laughs> I didn't even say most, right? <laughs> some of the worst people on this earth are those who have the knowledge of good. You can't correct them. They don't want to hear. They're always correcting you. They're throwing the scriptures on you. But they can't hear anything for themselves. And they got to know. Have you noticed that? I'm telling you, that's a dangerous thing that has happened to be taught. And then the bad thing about it, the worst thing, there are so many worse things, is to be born to a Christian mama. (laughs) You know why? Now, oh, let me ask how many disagree with that. You disagree? I'm glad. Who else disagree? I won't disagree because this is fellowship. I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. Do you disagree? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. What's your name? Barbara. You don't disagree with me? Wow. A black lady agree. Now that's deep. I'm on the right track. Uh, in the black community, mama is God. 
you don't go up against mama. She is God. Why do you disagree? Because my mama's Christian. Your mama was a Christian? She's not black. Uh, <laughs> She's not black. <laughs> and, and so why, what made you not disagree with that by her being a Christian? Well, because she taught me um, good things, I guess, you know, the behavior, and she uh, taught me self-discipline and um, a lot of good persistence and, you know, to work hard and a lot of good ethics and morals from... And she taught you all that. Well, she and taught she, me by example. Right. And, and she didn't have anger or anything. She didn't. Yeah. Ooh. No. She didn't. No, that's possible. No. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anger for a long no, time. If they lead by good example, if they lead well, by let me say example, example to turn their kids Let away. me say why I say it's the worst thing that can happen. No, I understand why you're saying it. I'm just saying it. Yeah, why am I saying it? Just so the folks know. Because um, there's people that put on this holier-than-thou attitude, and then they fall, and then their kids see that, yes. and then that divides them, takes them and away the from the first God. day that mama does with her good knowledge... The moment you pop out of the womb, she started teaching you. Teach you how to say hi and goodbye, how to say hello, how to say no. And then the next time you look around, she got you set up in somebody's church. And that person teaching you. Just taking you away from your innocence. And then when you get home and you say, Mama, what was wrong with that preacher? That preacher was funny. That preacher was fat or something. She slapped me down. Don't talk about the preaching. So she's teaching you and killing your innocence the moment you pop out. Most of the time, not all the time, but if that child was left to that father, that father would let that child discover. He wouldn't corrupt the child real fast. But mama grab hold and kill the spirit right away by teaching. And, and then if daddy say, mama, back off, leave my baby alone, she go off on daddy. All in the name of Jesus. Not realize, because a lot of women don't realize this, not realizing that she's killing the spirit of the child the moment they pop out the womb. And then, isn't that true? Yep. Anybody disagree with that? No? You agree with that? I can't hear you. Did that happen to you? I'm telling you, too, we got to have some other... Do you, you disagree with me on this one? The lady behind you. You disagree that the mama killed the spirit? And not all mothers. She just gave a good example. Her mother didn't do that. But have you noticed mothers kill the spirit of children? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, a bit. Oh, but not quite. You don't quite understand what I'm saying. Okay. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling you this so that you can wake up and be aware of what's going on. We need to have some understanding about what's happening. And then we can do it in the right way. But if nobody tell us, the fathers are not there to tell us, the mothers don't know for the most part, we're going to do this thing through every generation. And then you go to school and they say, you got to teach them. You go to the preachers, they say, you got to teach them. And things are only getting worse instead of getting better because understanding, hold on ladies, understanding is not there. We need spiritual or spiritual awakening. That's where the answer is. Anybody disagree? I agree 100%. Where's the fathers? Let's face it, where's the fathers? Fathers at home? She killed his spirit, too. Oh, my God. It's called the Jezebel spirit. What makes sense? And so now, that makes sense? I see. Yeah, because now if we know about it, we can stop allowing that to happen. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. And so everything that we do is spiritual. Absolutely everything that we do is spiritual. And it's a warfare between good and evil. Right versus wrong. And so if we, that's why God wants us to wake up so that we can see with the spiritual eyes what's going on. Then you shall be saved from the wickedness of the devil. Yes, sir. So then the argument that, you see, that, that's why I say you got to be careful with scriptures because... One scripture will say, the flesh makes me do this. And then the other scripture will say, you ain't, you're not warring against flesh and blood. You're warring against spirit. Yes. And so the flesh is really a, just a, a tool of the spirit. And the flesh doesn't have its own mind. It's the spirit behind it's been, the flesh. It's been, been led by that spirit that's made a home inside of you. But in the really, mind, it's not 
It's not. I'm sorry. The mind is the battlefield. The mind is uh, the home of the devil. Yeah, because he operate by way of anger. He operates through your mind. How many of your mind told you to do things that you wish you had not done, and then you say, "I would never do it again," and then you go along for a day or two, and then you do it again, especially in relationships. You say, well, you know what? I'm not going to get mad at my <laughs> husband or my wife anymore. I see now that, that you know, it's not what I thought. You know, you had a little quiet moments when you realized that you were wrong. Anybody ever done that? Like, I yelled at him or her, and then we have had a talk. You know, we got drunk, and now we feel better, and we talk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you feel better. You know how they get done. <laughs> you get drunk. Both parties draw and mellow. I love you. I love you too. I was wrong for yelling at you. I was wrong for yelling at you. And soon after alcohol go away, all hell break loose again. <laughs> but it's the mind, the mind that causes you to do the things that you don't want to do because it's an evil spirit. But the beauty of it, when you're born again of this new nature, good will cause you to do the things that's right too. It's still not you, it's that spirit of goodness of God. That is causing you to do the things that you should do. It causes you to love one another. It causes you to be honest with one another. It causes you to look within and not look without. It causes you to mature and grow and just have perfect peace. We're not in control of anything. We're absolutely not in control of anything. We are not only egotistical driven people think that they're in control. Children of the devil think that they're in control. And you're not. That makes sense? Yeah. You must be born again. Yeah. And you, Christ came. He said that uh, uh, take on his ways. Where is that? I want to read that really fast. I look smart in my glasses. <laughs> 11, 28. <laughs> you look your age. Uh, 11, 28. Oh, here it is. I was going to read you something about Jesus said he, that he hide the truth from the intellectuals. So the more knowledge you have, the farther away the truth from you, the simple, the simplicity of truth is uh, far away from you. Christ said, come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder your yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Yes, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. I say I promise you, but I'm not God. I can't promise. But I'm, as a witness, when you truly find God, when you truly overcome that anger, when you truly overcome that wrong identity, you're going to have rest. Amen. It's like something else inside of you is going to calm completely down, and there's nothing on the outside that can motivate you to anger, to lying, to stealing, to deceiving one another. You will have rest no matter what comes at you it cannot get to you. And that's how you make your marriages work. Your kids are okay. Because you're not overreacting to the world anymore. You can't overreact. Because you're coming from a different source now. But you've got to forgive. You've got to overcome your anger. And, 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 and it, is, it is with fathers and mothers that you have to forgive. But 999999 9% of the time, you got to forgive your mothers first. Because, and I know the ladies don't like hearing that, but the mothers set you up to hate your fathers. They set you up to anger. And then they make you feel, they'll convince you that it's not her, it's your father. <laughs> they'll convince you of that. We're good. And then you'll uh, you say, oh, I'm mad at my father. My I'm, I'm mad at my dad. You're going to have to cut out all the noise, buddy. Why are you doing that? You better make me go and lose my religion up here. <laughs> but uh, it, they'll make you believe that you're angry at your father when it's really her. And, and, so, and, and the reason that they're able to do it is because when you, whoever can cause you to become angry, they also control you. I've seen so many wimpy guys in relationships. They, um, they become angry at their wives or, or girlfriends. And now she has control over them. Now they got to cater to her, to mama. You know, they got to please mama. Because they don't realize they'll become angry at mama. You got to, in order to overcome this, 
You got to really be honest about what's wrong. And then go to your parents first and tell them, I'm sorry for hating you. Don't ask them to forgive you because most of them will not. They're using to control you. But when you forgive them, God will forgive you and you can walk away free. Get a copy of my CD and I'll help you to understand and overcome this. You can have it free. Thank you for tuning in and let me hear from you. Thank you guys. Too. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.